Welcome to Funds That Won, where we dive into some of the world's most renowned investment funds. We'll interview investment managers across the alternative landscape and learn how they built their million and even billion dollar asset management empires. We'll explore teams, structures, strategies, and best practices in launching and running alternative investment funds. All right, guys, today we're going to be talking about Bill Ackman, very well-known name in finance. He has made a lot of money and he has lost a lot of money. Uh, we're going to be breaking down his various funds, how he started, some of his strategies, and I think you're really going to enjoy the show today. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. As you know, we don't run ads on this channel, so if you could really help me out, this podcast has added any value to you or your business. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. Bill Ackman, one of the biggest names on Wall Street. Uh, this guy is awesome. He does a lot of uh, political commentary and just investment commentary on like CNBC and Bloomberg. So you've probably seen his face. Uh, he manages about $20 billion through Pershing Square Capital Management, uh, which is a hedge fund that he's uh, known for running. And we'll kind of talk about why he's so active in the marketplace. But to take it back, let's talk about, you know, how he started his firm, how he got his footing in the marketplace today and some of the bigger deals that he's done. All right. So Bill Ackman started right out of school. Uh, he convinced one of his professors to give him $250,000 to start his hedge fund. With that 250K, he went out and raised about another $3.2 million, uh, which he traded very successfully uh, with a schoolmate of his and ultimately turned that into 10 million. This was 1993. By 1998, this guy was managing $500 million in Gotham Partners. So his, his first thesis was value investing. And value investing really is just where you identify companies that are trading below their intrinsic value. Public stock prices are influenced by demand and supply and demand, right? Uh, if there's a number of people buying a stock, it's going to go up on the public markets, right? Irregardless of their fundamental book value. And so what he said is he started analyzing companies and I was identifying firms that uh, had a higher book value than what they were trading at. Uh, so, and this typically happens in times of distress. Maybe there's some poor publicity about a firm that drives the stock price down. So, you know, that's a great time to buy because the assets of the firm are worth more than what it's trading for. And no, guys, this is not financial advice. This is not investing advice. Uh, just my own opinions. So he started off of value investing. It's a very common, uh, you know, investment strategy in the markets. Warren Buffett is actually well known for value investing. Uh, there's this famous quote that he says where diversification is a hedge against ignorance. Uh, essentially, in value investing, you don't make a, a lot of small bets. You make a few very large ones, and it's a concentrated portfolio, and you are just uh, extremely bullish on the few investments that you take. So, uh, you know, Bill Ackman started, you know, value investing through this hedge fund in 1993. He was doing really well. Uh, and then he started to kind of uh, get a little sidetracked. And this is kind of leads to his demise in Gotham Partners. He started investing into illiquid assets. A quick lesson on hedge funds is they're often open-ended vehicles. So meaning that there's an initial one-year lockup. If I'm an investor in the fund, then I can't get my money out uh, for that first year. Too bad, so sad. But after that one-year lockup, they're, they're called open-ended because they kind of go on in perpetuity. And investors can come in to the fund, or they can invest in the fund, or they can redeem their shares at any given time. 
Uh, so in a hedge fund, you know, it's if I invested a million dollars and then I, I was there for two years and then something happened, I wanted my money back, I'd file what's called a redemption notice to the hedge fund manager and say, hey, I want my money back. And they're required to give me my money back within 60 to 90 days. So uh, because the investor has to get my money back within a certain time period, uh, you know, your hedge funds are most commonly invested into liquid asset classes. So that's kind of public markets, stocks, bonds, anything that's tradable on a public exchange. Uh, now, you can sometimes get creative and invest into illiquid assets. But the problem is, is if, you know, so for Bill Ackman's case is he went out and he started buying golf courses. He started buying this land and developing it. Well, if 10 investors invest into this golf course and, you know, in an open-ended vehicle, I say, hey, I want my I want my money back. It's not like you can go just sell one hole of the golf course, right? You can't just go bifurcate an asset like that. You have to go out and he has to sell the entire asset. And uh, that may be at the time, maybe it's in development and the assets are underwater or there can be a myriad of things going on, but he would be forced to sell. So what happened is, uh, you know, Bill Ackman did just that. He started investing into all these illiquid assets, specifically golf courses, and he was going to roll them up into this merger. And he kind of uh, there were some problems and he ended up, uh, you know, trying to sell off a stake of these courses to bifurcate, uh, you know, a piece of this because do do the capital calls from investors. And uh, he ended up getting sued uh, by the investors because he wasn't able to provide liquidity. And this kind of just compounded negatively. And uh, he was forced to close its door, uh, you know, because he could not return capital to his investors. So you basically have to close up the fund and unwind it and uh, close shop uh, in, in, in efforts to avoid, uh, you know, all these terrible lawsuits. So, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing with with funds and investing in a lot of times is just managing your liquidity. So, you know, Bill learned a really good lesson there. At the time he was managing 500 million, he learned a great lesson about liquidity management. Hey guys, so if you wanna learn more about investment funds, uh, how they work, how they're structured, if you wanna become a fund manager, how I became a fund manager, visit our YouTube channel for more free value. The link is in the show notes. Thank you. He also made a lot of money in these five years though. Uh, you know, it's a very lucrative industry. And I think it's important to note that most times when asset managers fail like this, they don't really get second chances uh, all that often. Uh, most of the time it's it's very difficult for them to reinvent themselves and get going. It's harder to go convince investors to invest with you again because you've lost their money. When you start a fund, you write basically your entire investment thesis or mandate into your offering documents. And these are the terms. This is how I'm going to get your money back to you. And you need to adhere to those terms. Uh, otherwise, you can, uh, you know, the same thing will happen to you as it did for Gotham Partners. Um, but Bill was fortunate. He made a lot of money. And so about three years later, he started he uh, a new firm called Pershing Square Capital Management. And uh, he he seeded the firm. So he he had fifty four million dollars of his own capital that he put in to start this new firm. Uh, so he had plenty of capital there. And he started a you know very similar mandate with uh, a combination of value investing and activist investing. And this is why 
you hear about, uh, you know, Bill Ackman, maybe more so than other investors. Again, there's, there's a lot of asset management firms out there that manage billions of dollars, right? But you may have heard Bill Ackman's name because of his strategy as an activist investor. I mean, for one, it's it's a pain in the butt uh, to be you know public and running funds because of compliance. Uh, the SEC has very strict mandates of what you can and can't say and how you operate. So let's talk about activist investing. As I mentioned earlier, stock prices, asset prices, and the public markets are often driven by supply and demand, right? The the crypto. Let's take the crypto markets for example. Uh, they don't have a lot of intrinsic value, right? Uh, Bitcoin or any of these other uh, you know, coins out there in the marketplace, but the value, the price of the, of the, of the crypto is just driven by the amount of people that want to buy it. Uh, if more people want to buy it, if there's a lot of people buying crypto, then the, the price goes up. If a lot of people are selling it, the price goes down. An activist strategy is where I take a position in a stock and then I publish good press about that stock in an effort to drive demand towards that stock, right? Forcing appreciation. Alternatively, I could take a short position betting on the market to go down and I publish a bunch of negative press, right? Trying to get people to sell the stock and then I make money either way. Um, so activist investing is, is something that Bill kind of took a liking to with Pershing Square Capital Management. What he did is he went out and, uh, you know, he started doing this a lot. He was really good at it. Uh, you know, there's kind of this famous company called Herbalife. Uh, that he took a big short, like a billion dollar short position in uh, where, you know, he he was doing some research and he found that uh, the company was violating FTC guidelines or the company was violating, you know, FTC guidelines or it was it was operating as a MLM and, uh, you know, that it wasn't a good company for its customers or its employees and that it was way overvalued. And he put out this big negative press about it. And uh, Carl uh, Icahn was a was a big shareholder of this firm. Uh, and basically, if you're a shareholder of a firm, you're betting that the price is going to go up over the long term. And he comes back and he fights against Bill Ackman. And, you know, it's kind of it was this very public event. Uh, it was all over the news where both, you know, Bill and, and Carl were just going against each other, arguing about you know, what this company was actually worth. And, you know, when, when Bill and Nick, uh, initially published the bad press, the stock took a, a, a quick hit. But then as, you know, when Carl stepped in and defending the, the company's case, it stabilized. And uh, eventually, the, you know, the price went up over time and Bill lost a ton of money. But it was a very public exchange. And that's, that's kind of the nature of value investing. Alternatively, uh, Bill had a really big win recently, uh, you know, d during COVID where he took, a, again, a negative position on, uh, uh, on all these you know, uh, private credit vehicles and uh, you know, companies that would be negatively impacted by a lockdown. And then he goes on to all these, he did this campaign where he did all these interviews and segments where he would go out and say, yeah, look, we have to lock down. We have to shut, close our doors. Like this is a danger to uh, you know society, and he took this really big political stance. Uh, why? Because uh, you know he wanted uh, a lockdown, uh, you know, hoping that it would negatively impact uh, his portfolio companies, meaning he makes a lot of money. And guess what? He did. So anytime you uh, obviously Bill Ackman's a brilliant guy, right? But there's a very healthy dose of bias in anything that he's saying. 
because uh, typically, you know, based off the, you know, the positions that he takes, he's either going to make a lot of money or if you adhere to his counsel or opinions or findings, or he can lose a lot of money, you know, if you don't. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly common investment approach. It's gotten, I will say activist investing has gotten less common over the years, uh, just because there's an abundance of information uh, out there on the marketplace, right? With uh, with internet and AI and all these news outlets, like like it is, you know, that discrepancy between the, uh, you know, the stock price and the intrinsic value of a company. You make money when there's a big gap there. Well, guess when there's more information on the markets, typically markets tend to be more accurate. Not always, obviously not always. Uh, is the market efficient? That's a big question that you discuss in your, in your, in financial liter literature. Uh, but uh, you know, it's getting, in my opinion, I think the markets are getting more and more efficient, uh, which is making the activist approach not as common. Regardless, though, Bill Ackman, incredible investor. Um, not only did he fail with his first firm and, you know, Gotham partners blew up, but he managed to restart and kick off a new firm, Pershing Square Capital Management, and be pretty successful. Uh, over, I would say overall quite, quite successful. Uh, he's had some, obviously some big ups and some big downs, uh, but for the most part, uh, he's, he's navigated pretty well over the past, uh, you know, decade. And he's a, he's a pretty well-respected, uh, you know, opinion in the financial uh, marketplace. All right, so hopefully you guys learned something new about Bill Ackman and Pershing Square Capital Management. Uh, you know, give me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, feel free to message me. I'd love to hear your opinions on some of these big, well-known Wall Street veterans. And if you are uh, bullish or bearish on their positions, uh, but hope you guys enjoyed the show today. All information shared are the sole thoughts and opinions of the author. Do not take any information as legal or financial advice. You should seek a certified accountant and a professional legal team before taking any further action. We are not selling or soliciting a security in any way, shape, or form. This content is for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as financial or legal advice. Clients of Fund Launch or Black Card Capital Partners may maintain positions and securities discussed on this podcast.